Welcome to the Black Mind Garden, the podcast that helps you remap your mind and retrain your brain and be more flexible and fluent in your life. This podcast is about planting new seeds that help you remap your mind so that you can master your inner voice, expand your listening and communication, and produce unimaginable results in your life. I am your host, Dr. Maisha. Hey, have you ever thought about learning NLP or hypnosis or even being a coach? Even if you simply learn the skills of coaching, it could come in handy everywhere and in every area of your life. Our mind remapping NLP coach training will give you mastery over language, helping you to improve your confidence, communication, coaching, and leadership. So if you're committed to removing unconscious blocks so you can consciously elevate your performance in every area of life, join our next training. Schedule and training interest call at remapmymind.today. That's remapmymind.today. Welcome to back to another episode of the Black Mind Garden podcast, where we are remapping minds so you can create a life you design and we are keeping people empowered. It's been a minute since I've had this guest on and I'm actually very, very excited because love Doc Lynn as I see here now. Uh, he <laughs> he is a, a, a at least at least three time, maybe more guest on the show and have, we've had some amazing feedback and I have some of the most amazing conversations with, with Lynn. So I am excited to have Lynn Sturdivant on the show. Uh, he is the owner of Relationship Coach Pro. He's a psychologist and relationship coach. And we are talking today about the spousification of Black males and the impact of being in a love relationship. And I am so excited. Welcome back to the show. It has been a minute. It is a pleasure. We always are looking forward to this because this I've been trying to get this out of my head for a minute. <laughs> Lynn, tell the folks who you are. My name is Leonard Sturdivant. I am a love coach. I love Doc because of the... Me and Virginia Tech going back and forth with this doctorate completion thing. So I can be love doc all I want. So uh, <laughs> master's in psychology, bachelor's in psychology, mm-hmm. marriage and family therapy trained mm-hmm. relationship coach. So um, I couples is my lane. That's 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 where I hang out. That's mm-hmm. that's where I do most of my stuff. My mm-hmm. just was uh, narcissist can narcissism influence divorce so um, I have a lot of data and knowledge about couples and family systems my background is family systems training mm. so uh, I love sharing the knowledge that I shine a light on stuff that people just don't regularly think about even in my yeah. couple in session that's who I am that's who you are thank you for that thank you for that so parentification, which by the way, if you are an ex-gen and I often, you know, call out the ex-gens because I am one, but there is a lot of parentification that happens. Um, and, and, and yes, so we'll just leave that there. We'll leave that there. And then there's spousification and you were on the brink 
right. of, of getting into that. Let me go back to the setup. So, so, so here's the family system. Here's mm-hmm. mom and dad. Mm-hmm. There's a solid line mm-hmm. supposed to cross. Right. And here's the sibling system. When I say cross that line, daddy's boy, mama's girl, you, you cross those intergenerational lines. Not supposed to happen. It's supposed to be a solid line. What goes on the sibling system stays there. Parental system stays there. If I'm lonely in the marriage and I need to capture attention from my little girl because I'm not getting any attention from, from my wife, can be inappropriate, uh, especially when the girl gets of age and starts turning into puberty. In, in family systems, that's usually when dad kind of breaks. What can happen is the daughter can sense that I'm more important to dad than mom. Mm-hmm. And, and and here's this very strange, that's actually another whole nother show. Yeah. That this very strange dynamic can take place in this in these cross-generational coalitions. Mm-hmm. But going back to the family system, so dad, mom, line, sibling system. When dad leaves the system, mm-hmm. it creates a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Right? Nature abhors a vacuum, meaning I gotta put something in that space. Mm-hmm. So usually when dad leaves the system, it's usually the oldest child. It's usually it's usually the male child who steps into that vacuum, kind of like a placeholder for dad. Mm-hmm. Not really. Shouldn't be. Technically, he should stay in the sibling system. He, mm-hmm. he, it's not a promotion. It's not a, you know, right. I, but, but the way our families are set up, you know, you, you'll have some uncles or you have some grandpas coming by talking to, to my five-year-old self. You're the man of the house now. Right. You better take care of your mama. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. And so my little five-year-old mind is like, I, I got to take care of mama. Yeah. Right? And once that message gets repeated, and if you repeat it enough, it's going to stick. Yeah, you know, so this is really interesting. And I wanna and I wanna put in like all of this is happening at the unconscious level, right? Oh, it's yeah. all of this is happening at the unconscious level. And even if you think about parentification happening at the unconscious level, yes. happening at the unconscious level, it's so interesting because that culturally speaking, and even like historically speaking, you know, this man of the house at such a young age. It is a thing in our community. It is a huge thing in our community because what can happen, and I've seen it. So I, I am now the man of the house mm-hmm. in my five-year-old self. When mom takes me out and she's amongst her other girlfriends, oh, he's so cute. Look at his little shoes. Oh, he's mm-hmm. so he going to be a heartbreaker, da 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 Right. Mm-hmm. Again, messages that are repeated mm-hmm. stick. And so mm-hmm. as I as I'm taking all of this in, at some point in time in my little five-year-old mind, I, I guess I am the man. And so especially when my mom introduces me as her little man. Mm-hmm. I've heard this and I, and I try to correct it in my clients. I'm like, he's not really entitled to that title just yet. 
Mm-hmm. So, because because what you're implying is he's here. Mm-hmm. 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 He's not. This is your son. He's down here. Right. And and he has to know his place. But if he's elevated to a position that he does not deserve, then that's going to set off a chain reaction of other events to follow. Now, that's really interesting, too, because I have myself and it's only been in the last maybe like year or so that I have become aware of that, because, again, it's unconscious language. You know, little man, that's just like little man. That's just like a thing that we say, but we don't get the implication of that. So I like that in the last year or two, I've like began to shift my language, but sometimes I still catch myself in that and have to reframe that, right? When I'm talking most of the time when he's not around, but still, even if we're saying it, it's something that gets ingrained in our mindset and can reflect in our own behavior. So I really love that you are, are you bring that to the forefront. And by the way, I, I just, I have to say this, you know, we're talking about this in the binary gender dynamic, binary gender terms. The spousification, even though we're talking about it in the binary male, female, it can occur, it can occur even in the non-binary sense. Sure. And I think that's it may look different, it may even sound different in the language, but in terms of the actions and the the way the actions and interactions, it's just like you said, it's a crossing of the, the, the uh, parental child, right. you know, the dynamic, oh, it's yes. an elevation and a crossing of the tra- yeah. cross generational. So yeah. I, I really love that you brought that to the forefront, but I, I do want to make sure that I'm inclusive in saying that j- even in the, in the same sex relationships and and in in non-binary, you know, gender uh, relationships that they're not exempt. (laughs) Absolutely not. It looks and sounds different. It looks and sounds different. And and because I don't know about that identity, I can't really speak to that. And as you're, if you're listening and you're, and you're inside of that community, I I just want to make sure that you're listening for, where could that be happening in my household? So just absolutely. Well, most even in same sex, you're going to follow heteronormative patterns. Mm. Paternalistic. Correct. Got it. So they are they are not exempt. So <laughs> right. The danger of the spousification is in the in the repetition. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 28 times in a row, it becomes a part of my brain. That's right. Okay. And I, I, I can't tell the difference. So seven years old, eight years old, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm looking out at my mom, I'm calling mom, you, you, you okay? You know, I, mm-hmm. I got this responsibility put on me at age five. Mm-hmm. I became the man. Mm-hmm. And so seven years, eight, nine, 10. Now, as we start to approach puberty, and, and, and now we're getting ready to have some hormonal influence over what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I've always told my clients, especially my single female clients, I'm like, at some point, that boy's going to need somebody to get in his chest mm-hmm. and let him know that he ain't really the man. Mm-hmm. And here's where this conflict, inevitable, this conflict is just, 
boom, it's like two locomotives. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, you know, and they can't nobody check me. I've seen 12 year old males. It's right around that time that boy child starts, you know, 13, 14. He starts to realize that, hey, I'm twice as strong as my mom. When I hit mm-hmm. 16, I'm four times stronger than my mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm the man. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's this conflict. So now you, you want to try to get Uncle Joe to get up in my chest. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I've been the man for the last 16 years. Right. Challenge mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And mama, I just don't know what to do with it. He's never done. I, I, just, I can't, you know, I can't whoop him no more. I mean, it, you know, mm-hmm. all, all, all of this, all of this stuff comes to fruition mm-hmm. from, as a result of, right? And and so the, the spousification part, some of it I think is is guilt. Mm-hmm. Your dad's not here, so I'm gonna overcompensate and 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 kind of lay your path out for you. And you you hear this? I hear women say this all the time. My brother would come in at two o'clock in the morning. We were in high school. And, you know, mama was always harder on the daughter than she was on the son if dad was not in the picture. That spousification thing is really starting to gel now. Mm-hmm. You, know, you hear women say it all the time. You know, I my my brother gets away with murder, mm-hmm. and Mama was always hard on me. If I bought a bee in the house, I was threatened with bodily punishment. But he he bring all kind of stupid grades up in here, and Mama don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so here's where you know if you're wondering where this start was, you know, where where women start to edge ahead because Mama was on her. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not as hard on that boy child, mm-hmm. and and that's that's the problem. You know, it's interesting that you you talk about the sibling dynamic. But what if the child is an only child? Same thing. You think it's the same thing? I, I was an only child. Yes, I had a caseload at age five. Yes, I was tending to my mom. When my mom yeah. would cry, I'm like, you know, it, it still triggers me to this day to see a woman crying. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. like. Mom, why are you crying? I would come up and I would, you know, Mama, why are you crying? And I know she's crying about some stuff my dad did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and 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 I, my role was to comfort, and you know, mm-hmm. that should not have been my role. Mm-hmm. Mama needs to turn to age appropriate women and men mm-hmm. to to get rid of that energy or to to, to vent mm-hmm. that energy. Not mm-hmm. not me. Yeah, not it's inappropriate. So when I get drawn into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I feel responsible for it. So, you know, it's, it's really important to understand something that as, as that vacuum takes place and I am the pseudo husband, spousification, mm-hmm. one of the terms, I'm, I'm the pseudo husband, you know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm taking care of stuff that is not appropriate for me to take care of. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you, you're familiar with the term edifice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's where it really starts to come into play, and it's going to result in that boy child having a frustration, mm-hmm. right? Because I can't, mm-hmm. I can't fully express that. So I, there's a part of me that has to, right? You got to keep this here, especially mm-hmm. if you're an only child and and you're in the bathroom with your mom. You know, fasten my bra strap. Mm-hmm. Hand, hand me my slip. Uh, you know, uh, give give me one of my pads. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> I was going to the store and get them. So, so yeah, as an only child, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so only children, especially boy child, only children know more than other only I mean other children their age mm-hmm. a little more advanced than you know that just comes with the territory of being the only boy child in the house. So the other thing, the other ramification is spousification is low grade emotional incest. Mm-hmm. When I'm tending to things that are inappropriate for me to tend to. Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't be in the bathroom with my mom. And, and I hear women say, oh, it's no big deal. He was young. He don't know. He don't know what he's looking at. To rationalize it. That's crazy. So what I'm hearing is that, like, because I, I like to, like, you know, start to connect to what are the things that we need to be doing as parents to begin to, you know, create new habits early on. And one of the things that I'm hearing is those boundaries. Yes. Setting those boundaries early. Setting the boundary of what's appropriate and what's inappropriate early. You're here. I'm here. We ain't. This is not us. So so that, that, that vacuum, that boy child is never meant to come into that position as a pseudo mate. Right. And the way I like to frame it, because I, I do really believe that language is important, is is what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. Correct. And then why is that inappropriate? Because these are the conversations I have with my son. Like, OK, you know, this is inappropriate. You know, like this is inappropriate and this is appropriate. Right. This is the boundary. Like. <laughs> You know, there was a there there was a time when, you know, he was young where he would just like bust in my door and and then like bust in he just walks in the room, walks in the bathroom, and I'm like, boy, <laughs> you know, get out, get out. So then he's like, what, what? So, you know, then at a certain age, he got the message, right? He got the message. He was like, I said, no, I need my privacy. So then I could tell he got the message because <laughs> He when he goes to use the bathroom, if even if he leaves the door open, which he often does, still at this age, if I'm walking by, he's like, "I need my privacy." I'm like, "Well, close the door, <laughs> you know. If you need your privacy, close the door because if you walk by, you're out in the open, son." So you know, we're having these conversations, but it's the boundaries that we set early, right? And it's I think it's important in this day and age to have the conversations with. Children, because we we sometimes I think take for granted that our children can can understand what mm-hmm. we're talking about, mm-hmm. and sometimes we even um, don't you like we use baby language, but we can you seriously? <laughs> I will talk to my son in the way that in the in the language that I speak to adults, and and then I will say, "Do you know what I mean by that?" And this is a way that we teach our children some some vocabulary. Do you know what I mean by that? This is what I mean by that, right? So I think it's important, you know, like what I'm hearing that you're saying is like, okay, yes, these are these things that end up put pulling our kids into this this void that they, that that is inappropriate for them to be in for their for their hierarchy, so to speak, or for their 
you know, their role and the dynamic of parent to child. Mm. And one of the major solutions is to set those boundaries early, early on. Early on. And 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 not just the because I said so kind. <laughs> I think that's important. Not just because I said so. There can be the conversation, and, and this is this is sort of like what I like sometimes you know my kid he likes to like um, negotiate and 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 ask the questions, and sometimes it's like sometimes it's like, and I heard this from someone else because I am the parent. Sometimes I will have the final say. <laughs> Most times I will have the final say, and today because I do you know like to to encourage him to negotiate sometimes sometimes. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a skill. It's a skill. But yeah, so this is this is what I'm hearing in what you're saying. And the question I have for you is just from the standpoint of um, pa- like parents being emotional around their kids and and being vulnerable around their kids. And then like the the lesson of empathy. What is the line between that? And what you're talking about in terms of a child being pulled into the role, uh, inappropriate role of consoling or taking care of the parent, because I do believe that in some cases it's okay for a parent to show emotion in front of their child, so long as they're not putting the responsibility on the child for them to, like, they're not making the child responsible for fixing or consoling, you know? That part, that is where it, it gets kind of nebulous because if I'm if if I feel responsible, if, if you're if I feel responsible when you're depressed, I feel responsible when you're sad. Mm-hmm. And, and my you know, part of my caretaking came from tending to my mom because right. my mom didn't she didn't have age appropriate company. And see, I'm I'm the only person in the house. Mm-hmm. And, and, and mom goes to work. I, I think my mom was probably somewhat introverted. Mm-hmm. She didn't have a lot of girlfriends. Mm-hmm. She didn't have Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. internet. All, all of that, all of that stuff's gone. So, so yeah, I was it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I was a latchkey kid. So I would come home, you know, I'd take 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 chicken out. You know, I'd take the chicken out, let the chicken thaw. You know, so when mom come home, she can cook, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the the crossing the line comes from that 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 nurture that that wanting to fix or solve the problem so that you can feel better. So and and this is this is the again this is the place where communication is key, right? Because right. where you know parent can show emotion, parent can show sadness. See, in my household parents didn't show emotion and didn't show sadness, which communicated to me that emotion and sadness were weak and wrong and bad. Right. So in my household, you know, if I'm sad, I say I'm sad, you know, and if, and so now my son may say, Hey mom, you look sad. Are you okay? And then I might say, yeah, I'm good. I made, that's just, what the look on my face or, you know, yeah, maybe I'm a little sad, but that's not your responsibility. Right. Like, right. Like, yes, I'm sad, <laughs> you know, 
but I'll be okay kind of thing. Like uh, that kind of thing. So, So my point in that is, I think that it's useful when when a parent can show that emotion, but the key is to be able to communicate when the child notices that it's in some way, form or fashion, it's not their responsibility to fix. Yes. And I think that's the piece, you know, like as we're, as we're, you know, like I'm connecting um, problem to solution mm-hmm. so that the parents here and especially the moms and I think that it's useful for the dads as well, um, but that the parents can start to see like, oh, I don't want parents to be left with, I've been doing all this wrong. Like, how do we start to shift it, right? Oh, we start to shift it by understanding that. And, and in any age, if you're a parent listening and you're whatever age your child is, if you're noticing, oh man, I've been doing that all, it's never too late to then go and repair things and shift that narrative with your kid. I really want to emphasize that because I, I know that there, I have a lot of friends who have grown kids, who have older kids. I mean, my son will be nine next week. And, and then I have, you know, friends with younger kids as well. And so for the parents who are listening, who are like, oh my gosh, all these years I've been doing this, I've been specifying my child. Like the, you can, you forgive yourself. And then it's just what you do with this information, which is to then begin to shift and change that behavior and to even acknowledge like, you know, this is what I've been doing. That's inappropriate. I apologize. From here on, this is, I want you to know you're not responsible for taking care of me. These are the kinds of conversations we need to be having with our kids older when this has already happened. Right. Well, that's not a linear conversation. Of course, okay. it's not. But it's a start, right? Yeah, yeah. It's right. A start. Right. It's, it, it, it's definitely a start. But what you're doing is breaking a pattern. Now, mm-hmm. your brain, my brain, everybody's brain hates change. Mm-hmm. We love that homeostasis, that steady mm-hmm. state. So now you're trying to introduce a change into my, my young mind mm-hmm. that something has been going on for quite some time. So... Number one, you're going to need patience. Of okay? course. It, it ain't going to come overnight. Mm-hmm. And, and it's number two, it's going to take repetition. Yes. Just like repetition put it in, repetition. <laughs> yeah. Just like repetition put the message there, repetition's got to shift the message. Absolutely. That part right there. I hadn't, hadn't thought about it like that. Repetition did put it in. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That that is a, that is correct, and but it's nuanced. Mm-hmm. A child's first language is energy. Mm-hmm. When come change me? When I'm bored? When come play with me? Mm-hmm. Right? You knew what each when meant without language, right? So the child's first language is energy. So when you when you're trying to make this shift, realize that the the, the shift has to take place on two levels. Mm-hmm. There's language and then there's the shift in the energy mm-hmm. that's probably the 80 20 rule yeah. the energy that yeah. is, is going to be the hardest because you you can't lie to me mm-hmm. I, I was i am a part of you half of me is you yeah so it takes conversation and action is what i'm hearing sure. right 
takes conversation and and practice. And then, you know, here's the other piece of it that I can hear is that as we've developed this habit, we might need, not might, but we often as parents need to then consult with a therapist, work with someone to kind of get underneath the habit. And I think that's very valuable as well. You know, when we have these, when we realize, oh my goodness, I've been doing this and where this comes from historically, generationally, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Mm -hmm. ancestrally, ancestrally, because this is like, you know, our ants, this started way, 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 way back in the day. Yeah, that's slavery. And they're they're around (laughs) even from then, right now. Yeah. And even to some extent, I think before that, you know, there are rituals and tribes for like bringing men, boys into manhood at a very early age. Yes, when they took the, the African tribes would take the boy child away, you know, with yeah, men there, you know, men. I mean, if you yeah. think about, I mean, if we're talking about the black male, but if you think about in the Jewish community, the bar mitzvah happens at thirteen. Yep. You know, the bat mitzvah, 13. Yep. When, when, a, when a boy becomes a man and a, and a you know, girl becomes a woman and, and <laughs> developmentally speaking, they're, they're nowhere, ne- nowhere near. <laughs> I mean, yeah. even 18, 19, 20, 21. Come on. You know, yeah. we're declaring yeah, them. Pressure. Yeah. The we're declaring them adults at the age of 13 and 12. Yes. You know? Yeah. So, and, and um, wow, looking at parentification and spousification in in that culture, right? In that context, right? So we're we're talking. This is a this is a thing that you know has been passed down ancestrally, generationally over thousands of years, hundreds of hundreds and thousands or thousands of years, and and so we have to look at we and then and then we have the dynamic in the home. And we have to start to like look at what is the root cause of that and begin to work through and and, and deconstruct that and deconstruct that habit and untangle that habit with a therapist, with a with a qualified professional. Let's let's say that. Yeah. yeah. Right. With a qualified professional. I could say therapist, could be could be therapist, could be coach, could be, you know, a qualified person who does this work. Yeah. Yeah. Well. One of the, the the other part of that triangle, I guess, um, the most important, and I, and I share this with uh, a lot of my clients, the most important person usually in the life of the child is the same sex parent. Mm-hmm. I, that's where I'm going to imprint. That's where I'm going to copy, model, prototype, because a woman cannot police the boundaries of masculinity. So at, at some point in time, that boy, you know, you know, take him to the barbershop, mm-hmm. you know, drop him off, leave him, you know, mm-hmm. so he can be around men to begin that process of, 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 of getting that male energy into, into the system and mm-hmm. you know, at least introduced to it. You know, if he has uncles, brothers, grandpas are, are great. My grandfather probably saved my life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I needed that for imprinting. Yeah. Because I, I, didn't, I didn't have a model in my mind. Model in my mind is my dad left the system. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so as I go into a, if I'm spousified and I go into a love relationship, I'm going to repeat everything. That's what I'm, I'm going to bring all of my childhood stuff into this relationship to get healed. Mm-hmm. I hear it a lot. A sense of destructive entitlement. Mm. He think I'm going to take care of him like his mama. I ain't his mama. Mm. Well, kind of, sort of, you know, he, you fit the prototype because mm-hmm. he picked you based on mm-hmm. it's unconscious. We, we mm-hmm. pick people based on the parent we had the hardest time with, mm. even if the parent wasn't there. So half of me came from my dad, but I could be attracted to a woman who acts like my father, even though my father wasn't in my life mm-hmm. because of that energy. Oh, wow. I mean, I know we probably haven't even scratched the surface and you and I, Lynn, we can always go down the rabbit holes. This is, I mean, I so many, so many more questions, and we know that that uh, th- we're gonna have another podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I threw a lot of stuff out there. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think I think you know, just in terms of like, just in terms of takeaways, it's important to notice to start to notice what is the dynamic that you're creating with your child and particularly, you know, um, us moms with our sons, you know, I think what is the dynamic that you may be creating there and um, denial is, is, is a river in Egypt, but it's also a thing we tend to do when we feel convicted. So mommies, uh, you know, when we feel that, that sense of conviction and guilt, sometimes the first stage of grief is denial, right? So I'm going to say, if you notice that there are some traits in here that Lynn has um, brought up that you're that you're finding familiar, rather than beat yourself up about it, um, first thing is self compassion. <laughs> self compassion, like, oh, yeah. you know what? This is just part of the humanity. And then it's, okay, now what is there to do about it? Right. What is there to do about it? Yeah. So it's, you know, it's sort of like in 12 step programs, they say awareness, acceptance, and action, right? So here's the awareness and then that self-compassion and that just sort of acceptance, like this is part of what, what has happened. It's happened, period. And then the actions is like, okay, what is there next to do? What actions do I take to begin to remedy this? One of those actions may be to reach out to a coach, a, a relationship coach, pro, uh, or uh, you know, a therapist, or you know, it, it, wherever you are. You work. What do you work across state lines, Lynn? Coach. Lynn? Oh yeah, that's that's the other reason I'm the coach because I saw all over the world. So, good. Uh, good, good. I just want to make sure I don't I don't want to speak out of it uh, speak inappropriately. Um, so, yeah, you might reach out to to Coach Lynn. Love Dr. Lynn. <laughs> you, you know, and so um, if you already are engaged with a therapist, bring that topic up with your therapist. Like, oh, I heard this podcast and, you know, kind of thing. So I just I just want to empower as you empower parents, you know, as you move forward, um, that this is, a, this is not meant to, uh, no. you know, 
guilt and, and shame and it's meant to bring awareness so that you can go and move through, move into action and, and actually break cycles. Cause that's what we're all about. Right. Lynn, that's what me, I mean, we've talked about that multiple times, breaking cycles, breaking, you know, harmful cycles of parenting and harmful cycles of parenting looks very different in different ways. It has takes on so many different looks. Right. And so I just appreciate you. You always bring the knowledge. You always bring the deep knowledge. And I appreciate that. Sure. It's my pleasure. Yeah. yeah. So as always, I, I always like for the audience to know where they can find you. Okay. Uh, relationshipcoach.pro mm-hmm. is my website. And all my contact stuff is there. And I first 15 minutes free. So I do free video consultation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of get a feel for your inquiry and, and, and my skills to match it. Mm-hmm. And, and then we just go from there. Awesome. 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 Well, as always, thank you again for coming on. Um, we're going to do this again very soon. I appreciate you. And y'all go check out Love Doc Lynn at Relationship Coach Pro.com. No, Relationship Coach Pro. Relationshipcoach.pro. That's actually pretty genius. <laughs> oh, all right, y'all. You all have a wonderful rest of the day and a wonderful rest of the week. Share this episode. Please share this episode. Leave a comment and uh, on your favorite podcast platform. We're on Apple. We're on all the platforms. So subscribe to the podcast. So you can get notified for new episodes. Leave us a review very much. Please share this episode because this is so important. And as always, as always, you all stay empowered. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for listening. Remember, I want you to apply these principles in your life every day. But also, I want you to share this podcast with others in your life who you think it could help, a friend, a colleague, or family member. And remember, go hit the subscribe button so you will know when our next episode is released. Finally, I'd really appreciate if you did me a favor and left a review. It really lets others know that this podcast can make a difference in their life as well. See you on the next episode.